Welcome to Comedians Interviewing Musicians. You're listening to the audio version of the live streaming vodcast from Austin, Texas. This is Season 1, Episode 23, recorded on January 9th, 2018, live from the 4th Tap Brewing Co-op with hosts Becky Jo Neal and Chris Petrovka. Our musical guest is Jamie Harris, featuring Eddie Dickerson on fiddle. But wait, it's important we say thank you to our patrons, because without them, this show would spontaneously combust, and that'd be bad for a lot of reasons, so thank you. Thank you for supporting local live music. When you become a patron, not only do you help promote these great artists, you get rewards, like real stuff. So for as little as a dollar a month, we'll unlock the doors and give you exclusive behind-the-scenes content. And then, depending on your level of contribution, you get your very own spotlight on the show, merch from the artists sent to your mailbox each month, and VIP invites to our shows. Join our club and support the music. Sign up at ComediansInterviewingMusicians.live. That's ComediansInterviewingMusicians.live. And now, brought to you by Music First Hand and their live music booking app, here's Comedians Interviewing Musicians. And we're here with a live studio audience, so thank you all for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's fantastic. We're really here to see Jamie Harris. We're so thrilled to have her on the show tonight. And so, with no further ado... Jamie Harris, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Well, thanks, thanks for having me, y'all. <laughs> this is my friend Eddie Dickerson, by the way. Is he going to play some fiddle? You don't care that I smoke too much. And I don't care that you're Thank you. 
Goosebumps. I mean, listen to that. That is so good. I don't know about the rest of you, but that, that is impressive. If you've just tuned in online, we're at Fourth Tap Brewery. Um, so come down if you're in the area. It's the hey best beers and the best owners in town. So come down here and say hello. And the weirdest props. And the weirdest props. We brought all the weird props. Yes. Just come hang out. And, and Jamie, so uh, we're here with Eddie, who we just met a little bit ago. Yeah, who so, have you brought with us? Yeah, today? we got a surprise right? guest. Right? I know, Eddie Dickerson. This guy's great, yes. isn't he? Yeah. Y'all love him? I love him too. He's a good person on top of everything else. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the cherry on top. That always helps you guys to be a good person. Like working yeah. together, yeah. What's like, that? How long have you been making music together? This might be our third gig. It's very random, yeah. but we've been friends for quite a long time. So, and I've been, uh, I've been wanting to play with Eddie for a long time. And okay. so uh, now that I'm doing a little more of these t solo type gigs, I'm trying to rope them into the scene. So. Yeah, well, thanks Brilliant. for joining us. This is, this is fantastic you, to have you both. Mm -hmm. uh, and send in your questions online, um, and we'll ask them. They're sending the questions here to me through this um, supercomputer, so I will ask questions as they come in, and then ask questions here in the, in the audience as well. Um, a question to get us started. Um, Jamie, reading your bio, preparing for today, I thought it was really interesting. You started your career performing with your father as a duo. I did, yeah. That had to be a trip. What, what was that like? Oh, it was great, actually. So we never, like, really marketed myself as a kid actor, but my dad and I wrote a lot together. So okay. my dad played in cover bands when I was growing up, still does occasionally, and, uh, and he was the guy, you know, that noticed I was interested in music, bought me my first guitar, played me my first Amy Lou Harris song, my first Patty Griffin song, and Jimmy LaFave song, and all that. And, yeah. and so we started playing out as a duo, and we, uh, when we started out, we played a lot of coffee houses, and, mm -hmm. you know, did about half covers and half originals, yeah. um, and kept that going, and it was really cool. I actually got to work uh, some with Maren Morris, who is, who is quite famous now, but our, uh, she was really happening in the Dallas scene, and because I grew up in Waco, there wasn't a, weren't a whole lot of opportunities to play there, and so we played a lot in the Dallas-Fort Worth scene, and I still have a lot of fans that have followed me since that time, but it was great, you know, yeah. I mean, I learned how to drive on the highway, driving the gigs, <laughs> you know, it was great. I remember one of my favorite stories I was playing with my dad. We opened up for the Black Crows the day after my oh, wow. senior prom. That's and great. I didn't think about it, but I put on nails, you know, like fake nails. And I'm like kind of a dude, so I didn't know the whole process. And the next day, I, go, I pull out my guitar, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to play this thing because yeah. I have all these nails on. So he had to, like, rip them off with, you know, dad stuff. Right. Dad right. stuff. Dad. It's good to have a dad around. Commit. Yeah. Yeah. Commit. Sure, a little duct tape fixed it. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of duct tape in the Harris household. I'm trying He's to a big find fan. my other shoe the day after prom. Like, I don't think I was doing anything productive. That's the coolest thing I've heard of. 
That's so dope. That's cool. You were playing with a black rose over there? <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing, but I lost my damn shoe. Yeah, That's so. all I know about that. Did you like, is your, is your whole family musical? Is it just you and your dad? My, my mom is, has gotten more into it now. I'm actually playing a festival this weekend in uh, Florida that my, my parents are going to go to, the 30A Songwriter Festival. Cool. Um, but my dad's always been musical, and I've got two younger brothers. One is seven and a half years younger than me, and he lives here in town. He's in an audio engineering school and is in a great band and called The Irons. And then my... Um, my youngest brother is uh, an opera singer and, and is also loves, like, he plays cello and he loves, like, classic country. And so, okay. Yeah, we're all, we all kind of have our little different styles. We should have got the whole musical. family on here. We could have yeah, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, bring so them out. No, yeah. <laughs> no, they're all just secret. That's perfect. Musical family. So all, all, that, all that time on the road with your dad, was any, like, the favorite dad joke that you had that whole time? Like, oh, my gosh. Well, my dad, I mean, I can't even recall my favorite dad joke. I know that <laughs> my dad is really funny. If you're interested in finding out more about my dad, he's an attorney. I don't know if you know this, but he put out this great video called Donate Your Weed with his law partner about a year ago that went viral. <laughs> Which was is yeah, excellent awesome. because it's hilarious because it's two you know lawyers singing, but the information is also like I didn't know that that's how that went. So it's <laughs> it's, it's informative. And so he's gosh, he's just like one of the funniest people I've ever met. So he's using music it's for too good hard to, now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Or justice. Absolutely. That's good. And he's an attorney, so we're not going to ask any more questions yeah. about it. <laughs> Got it. No, that's so good. <laughs> Uh, when did you move to Austin? I moved to Austin in November of 2009. I was singing background uh, vocals with this guy named David Ramirez, who I'd met kind of in the Dallas yeah. scene. And we worked together kind of in between the time of uh, me going to college and then afterwards. And he moved down to Austin because there's this great producer here named Brian Douglas Phillips who kind of mm -hmm. brought, brought a couple of us down here. And, uh, and I was thinking about moving to Dallas because I kind of had something going on there. And I had this like job lined up at a shoe store or something. <laughs> I thought it was going to be really great. And this guy spent about two and a half hours preaching to me why I should move here instead and yeah. at the, his closing argument was and there's he pointed we're at Barton Springs Saloon and he pointed and he said there's a club down there where James McMurtry plays twice a week and four days later I moved here I was like that that's pretty that much where it. I want to be yeah. <laughs> done <laughs> Good decision. I was gonna say like for most like you think like like Americana or like folkier more country leaning artists would move to like Nashville. Yeah. My mom was like, why not? That was actually, I'm preempting a Linda question. Why not Nashville over Austin? Is it, yeah, is it that factor? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, Austin's, I'm from Texas. My yeah. family's like part of the, you know, the old 300, the Republic of Texas, where Texas mm. through and through. Um, but I think Austin is such a great place for you to, I like to play live. And I think yeah. in Nashville, yeah. you can play live, certainly, you know, but I like to play a lot. And I like to work with a bunch of different people, mm -hmm. singing harmonies and stuff. And so in Austin, I've truly been able to sing and work with a lot of my heroes here. Yeah. And um, and I don't know. I mean, the people are great. You know, yeah. when I was still eating meat, barbecue was a big pull, <laughs> you know? Yes. Fair. Yeah, That's so. a good pull. Yeah. You can't get tech. Yeah, you can like. That's what I was saying. Like, she was from Texas, mom. Like, nobody from Texas is not gonna stay in. Like, you're gonna like be a musician. You might as well go to Austin. It's the best yeah. place to be in the country. It's the live music capital of it. the world. I love it. I love it here. And yeah. you've you've played and almost probably every major venue in town, right? Since you've been here. I've been pretty fortunate. Yeah. yeah. And are, are there some favorites that you have? Well, I mean, getting to be on the Paramount stage uh, yeah. with Jane at the Black Fret and also, you know, with the Jimmy thing was quite emotional. But being yeah. on that stage was pretty powerful. I was like, wow, I've seen Mavis Staples on this stage. And that wow. to me yeah. is enough, you know. And, yeah. of course, the Cactus Cafe. I mean, so yes. many of my heroes have played there. And, and, um, and the Cactus was actually one of the first venues to be really supportive of me and, and David as well. And so that was really exciting. Of course, Strange Brew was one of my favorite places. And that's really my whole band kind of came out of that venue and everything. Of course, they're gone now. 
Um, but actually, my favorite gig I've ever played is there um, downtown. You know about Caritas? You know, they do mm -hmm. the soup kitchen. Yep. Um, and Laura Thomas from Combo Plate Booking, which, and you can't ever come back. It's a, it's a one-time gig. Okay. Um, and that was my favorite gig I ever played in town. It was just really uh, emotional and powerful. It's well, like the stakes are high. You get one shot. <laughs> you get, I know. It's like, you know, I didn't know that. I was like, that was my favorite gig. We can I come back? And she said, never. But there's a good support. <laughs> I was like, it's not, it's not you. It's not you. And I said, like, okay, great. What, what made it so special? Um, I just, you know, there's something... Uh, I grew up in a, I, I, um, I grew up in the, you know, in a conservative Baptist environment, and, and Waco has a, has a pretty serious homeless yeah. population, and I think something about, you know, me being an addict and a, an alcoholic, you know, I kind of, mm -hmm. looking at that going, wow, that could really be me. I mean, had I not made different choices, you know, who knows yeah. where I would have ended up, and just, but they're so grateful. I mean, every, each person there, and they would share a little bit of their story, yeah. and just a, I don't know, it was really powerful. I can't really place it, but it was... It was really moving. So, the, yeah. Some of those life-changing moments. To ask a, a serious question, if, uh, sure. if you don't mind talking about it a little bit, because I think a lot of us connect in, in, in different ways. Um, you, know, you went through some, a rough period. And you talk about this on, on, your, on her bio. She mentions this. So I'm not asking too personal of a question here. But I, I, you know, I'd like to understand, what was that process like for you? Right? You went through some tough times. You talked about getting sober up. You talked about getting rested a couple times. Right. <laughs> could, could you share a little bit of that? Sure. I mean, I, um, you know, when I moved to Austin, I was you know, hanging out with musicians but, um, and you know, partying. And it all seemed normal to me because that's what everyone in my circle was doing, yeah. was staying up and partying. And I didn't want to miss it. And, and, uh, and, but you know, I have some history of that stuff in my family and it really started to take a toll and I was losing jobs and not mm. making rent and all the classic stuff, you know, mm -hmm. forgetting stuff, not, not waking up for work, not, you know, and, um, and, uh, I, yeah, I got arrested the second time and, um, it was a night after I played this really awesome gig actually. And I just met Betty Sue, yeah, who's another great. one of my favorite artists. And, um, and the day yeah. I got out of jail, actually, this message I got from her, because I thought I was going to be in jail for a while, because at that point I knew, you know, no one is going to enable me any longer. I've ex exhausted all my resources, and I think it would be pretty, you know, especially when you're like, how can I stop drinking? I don't think I can stop drinking. Maybe mm -hmm. be me being in jail for a year is the best thing for me to do. Mm. So mentally, I was prepared to be there for a year, and a friend of mine found me and bailed me out. And so then I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I have to face the world, you know, and how am I going to do this? And the first message I got in that wasn't from a family member or someone that knew what had happened was from Betty. Mm. And she said, can you open this gig for me? And I said, yeah. And that was literally mm. the thing that made me say, I'm going to continue to live. Wow. And I'm going to fight this thing. It's like so. the, for, the reason why and then the reason why you're not right. at the same time. Yeah. Like, it, it's almost impossible to be... At a, a live music venue where there's not alcohol or drugs present, right. period. Yeah, and I remember when I first quit drinking, my dad was kind of concerned because he saw I was going out to bars right. and stuff. And I said, "Wow, the music is really what what heals mm -hmm. me, though. It's really important for me to still have that. I couldn't give that up too at the same yeah. time." Do you or think ever. that you have like an addictive mentality to your music now? As a like, some people quit drinking and they go to the gym every day. Yeah, so you quit drinking and you're like, "I'm gonna double down on the songwriting." I wish I was one of those people. Yeah, I mean, I've always. I mean, I have an. I, I was born with an addictive personality. I mean, like you know, diet, whatever it was diet cokes, I would drink twelve of them. I mean, whatever it is, I want all of it. You know, at one time and. And, uh, and, but music has always been an obsession. I mean, I can't mm -hmm. even remember a time I wasn't obs My friends will tell you I'm always talking about music yeah. and, and sharing right. In your bio, it's like you're constantly absorbing as much music as possible. Yeah, that's so just like treat. always seeing shows, playing shows, listening to music. That's true. And I know, because whenever no. my wife and I go out to see shows, like, there's a good chance we're going to run into Jamie Harris at one of the shows. <laughs> she's, she's always out. You're like a big she's supporter. Of, which is what makes this community special. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
So on, on that note, maybe we could hear another tune? Well, cool, yeah, All yeah. Right. So this deals with a little bit of that. I still, I still fight depression, that's, that's no joke. And so I wrote this song after about 12 days post-breakup. I'm not really putting on pants and watching a lot of Law & Order SVU and Forensic Files. <laughs> dun, dun. Dun, dun. That's my text tone, actually. <laughs> nice. Genius. In a depressive state, how long will I feel this way? Is it forever in my mind, prisoner? Will I be okay? Will I ever be okay? And not some world that everyone hates. Will I ever be okay? I'm locking all the doors to my house. Lights off, no need to ever come around. You can take my number off your fridge. Never need it, never need it. Not even to be saved for a rainy day. Oh, if I were you, I'd forget I ever knew my name. And now you want to call and say you're sorry, but you're not suing for it. Save your apologies, I can't take yours anymore. Depressive state. How long will I feel this way? Is it forever in my mind? Prisoner, will I be okay? Will I ever be okay? And not some world that everyone hates. Will I ever be okay?
Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. That song reminds me of the chunk in your bio where you're like, I'm always worried someone's going to come up to me after the show and ask me, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a response to that? Because I, like, I would love to like, know if there's like, an automated, like, oh, my goodness. hand them like, a card. Just hand them a you know, it's funny, I, like I said, I mean, that mental illness stuff is, I mean, that's, that's for real. And yeah. so sometimes, like, when I go out, you know, I'm in a good mood, like I am today, and everything's good, and I'm feeling, you know, whatever. But some days I'm going out because yeah. I need the music because something's not right with me. Mm -hmm. And as I've noticed, it, I've been really grateful to have, you know, kind of progressed in, in my career, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And yeah. sometimes it makes it hard, though, because you run into people and... Uh, and they're like, how are you? And I kind of have this deer in the headlights. Mm. Where I'm like, you know, but I usually give an honest answer. I'll just tell you, I'm telling you, oh, stuff's not really going well right now. Or I feel kind of weird. And people are like, okay. That's healthier than so just not. Honest. Oh, because yeah, it's so exhausting exactly. to try to be somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So. But you do want to hand out a card sometimes, I'm sure, and just be like, here you right. go. Yeah, there you go. Leave Actually, Joanna got me a shirt. What does the shirt say? Yeah, that's enough. So, oh, yeah, that's you've good. Read you've, read, you've read my shirt. That's enough social interaction. I, was like, I saw awesome. her wearing it. I was like, I think I need this for this yes. time of month. That is great. That's <laughs> too good. I'm a fan of that one. And you have an album coming out here, Sydney, that you've been working on for a while. Yes. So, would you talk, tell us about the album? What we can sure. expect? We're all very excited about this. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I know some of you have it. So yeah, I, in, uh, in November 15, uh, we started crowdfunding for this record, yep. and um, and I got the opportunity to work with an amazing producer named Craig Ross, who's done some work with my hero Patty Griffin. He's worked with Spoon, and uh, and we used pretty much my band, John Green on the drums, my good friend Brian Patterson, who I grew up with, and who's an amazing guitar player, and uh, my friend Chris Nelson sang, my friend Cela, and then my friend Bonnie Whitmore played bass yeah, on great. it. She's great. And then we had Mike Hardwick come in and play a little bit on two tracks. If you're not familiar yeah. with him, he plays with yep. John D. Graham and Eliza Gilkison, so two of my heroes. And um, it was really great to have that. And my friend Jimmy LaFave came and sang on the record as well. And so, um, and then our, our good friend Mark Hallman uh, did some mixes for us and, and mastered the record. And so right now, we sent it out on a, the 31st, uh, so New Year's Eve. So if, you're, if you pledge, you should get it. And I think... The link is still open. I'm supposed to call them soon to tell them okay. to take it down. So right now you might still be able to get it. But we're hoping to, you know, do do the whole thing, really release it on a national level soon. So it, spring. It, yes. Thank you. And that, pen dance. I, and I assume the album itself was, is just because what we just talked about a little bit ago, kind of a cathartic album, right, to produce. It's got to be a, a pretty powerful album to put out, right? Is that what we're... Yeah, you know, it's funny, I and mean, it's, it's pretty dark, and it's kind of interesting the way that when we started making the record, actually there are two songs on the record that didn't exist before we started making it. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be kind of the power of, of, of having a producer. Yeah. So on the third, we spent four days um, doing basic tracks at Wire with Stuart Sullivan, and one of the, the days, I think it was the third day, I was pretty tapped out, and he was like, yeah, you know, we, we did like 15 songs, and he said, yeah, I'm still looking for a, a, kind of another song. And I was like, well, I've got this thing. And I showed him, it's a song that's actually on my website right now. It's kind of this like unrequited love thing. And he said, why don't you work on that? So he stuck me and Brian, who's my guitar player, who also plays a little bit of piano, um, into this room. And it's the same piano that Impossible Dream, you know, was used on Impossible Dream, that record. And, um, and we ended up, I just broke down. I started crying. And, um, and I wrote a song about my grandmother who had recently passed away of Alzheimer's. Uh, but I hadn't really had time to process before we went in the studio. Um, and, uh, and the last song that I wrote for the record, I wrote with Craig and, um, and I didn't know, of course, when we started making the record April, 2016, I mean, 
2016 yeah. was not my personal favorite year. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of loss in our community, our music community. And yeah. so even in the process of making the record and going through those songs, it was, you know, yeah. to, to be looking and, and di diving into the darkness a little bit was, it was kind of healing and helpful. But, but I think that's, you know, with a lot of fans, we're, we're going to know something special is really coming. It came from yeah. a very, yeah. very sweet spot. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch something phoned in. Yeah, that's right. Something like real and authentic. Yeah. Especially if it's something that you're resonating with deeply, especially if it has something to do with your community. That's things that people in the music industry want to hear. And that's yeah. the cool thing, you know, I, I live with another songwriter named Jane Ellen Bryant, who's, you know, that's really uh, excellent, but more in the pop scene. And the good thing about, I mean, I've always been drawn to Americana, folk, whatever you want to call it, call it folk and roll, but what we do with the band and everything. But um, but it's a genre that where albums are still totally relevant. And I, yes. you know, I wanted, that's why I wanted the packaging, everything. I want it to be a real, an art form. The whole yeah. thing is an art form because for 17 years I've been playing live, you know, and that's been a, it's, its own art form. So it was interesting having 17 years of experience and then learning for the first time how to do this. Mm. But I did know at the, at the heart of it that we're going to make a record. It's going to be a record. It's going to be cohesive. It's going to have beautiful artwork because who knows if I'm yeah. sure I'll put out another record, but it seems that we things are going so. back to singles, you know, so I'm, I wanted I'm, to do I'm I very biased to make too. I think that's a, or I'm so pleased that you did that because I have a very strong opinion about that, too. I think that cool. the album is, is the way to go. Right. And I think that artwork, we had the wheelwrights on here and they yeah. came up with a gorgeous album and we like, should get you all in a room like to talk a about it. a couple it's, dozen of artists to collaborate on it. And yeah, they so wanted it to be, yeah. It's we're like so a, glad that you, yeah, that you did that. So I'm excited about it. Because it should tell a whole story, right? When you listen to the full album. And I think we lose that with singles today. Right. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, Can't wait to hear the next uh, Let me check into Any questions in the room? I'll take a moment if anybody's thought of any. We have a live studio audience here. Any questions online, feel free to send them in here. We're here at Fourth Tap Brewery, by the way, which is the amazing and best beers in town. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm having a good time. Yeah, we got you. one yes. woo. Uh huh. Woo! Yes. She's like, I do not condone that woo. No, sorry. We, took, we retracted the woo, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign off on it. <laughs> so, um, you mentioned folk and roll, which I love that. If you haven't seen Jamie's logo that she's got, too, it's pretty badass. Um, <laughs> Thank you. What, so, what is folk and roll? Well, to me, you know, when people ask me, you know, what, what is it that you do? You know, I love the spirit of folk music. Mm -hmm. I love the collaborative, you know, and obviously I'm a huge, I'm, 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 it seems like I'm obsessed with Woody Guthrie over the past three or four years, yeah. kind of getting really interested in Woody Guthrie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you. Woo. We can clap for Woody Guthrie for sure. <laughs> I'm going to spend some time in Okima and in Tulsa and I'll go up in the archives and everything. So there's a lot that I love about folk music. And obviously, you know, I'm a, I always, you know, I'm, I, I, but I always listen to a lot of rock and roll, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and so I I've, you know, I thought what we do with the band, it's not quite folk and it's not, I have some socio-political stuff, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not straight up folk music, but right. I am, uh, I am a champion for the, for the spirit of it and the community of it, you know, and the power that it has for people yeah. to connect. And I mean, especially now what, what's going on in the world, I think it's really powerful that we have people like Eliza Gilkison and, yep. and Mary Gaucher writing songs like that and putting them out in the world, you know? And mm -hmm. um, so yeah, folk and roll is just kind of how, you know, when people ask you what you do, I didn't want to say Americana. I still say Americana, yeah. I guess, but I just wanted to give it a little bit of an edge, you know? Yeah, and it definitely does. And it has a yeah. little of that rock kind of- I don't mind it says yeah. real Americana. I was like, I yeah. saw that subtle shade. <laughs> that was good. That's right. No, I think it's important like as, as a female song, Writer, like it is important for you to be able to express your voice in a in a way that that I, I don't know like on a level that you have in Austin yeah. right now your fan base like the ability for you to be able to be like yes I am a singer songwriter I am a woman I am in folk and roll <laughs> made it up Thank claiming you. it and it's my like you know what I mean like that's I, I feel like especially in a, in our current climate where we're like finally acknowledging women's mm -hmm. voices in certain aspects like for you to be able to be like yeah I'm here and I'm present in this 
like, you know, seemingly male-dominated universe, but women have been writing the songs and singing the songs since the, as, as long as any man has been doing it, and they're doing it just as well, if not better. Yeah, yeah I have to say important. my friend Bonnie Whitmore is really, she's really the champion of that. There we go. She, that, Celebrating she, she the takes the cake with all that stuff for sure, but, but she has inspired me to, to right. own more of that. Yeah. And to celebrate it and to lift yes. other lady songwriters up. Yes. But I'm boom. <laughs> PSA. That was my end of that PSA. I, I appreciate that. It was a good PSA. But speaking of folk and roll, maybe we could hear a little more folk yeah, and roll. Yeah, yeah, sure. mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, uh, those, those other two songs I played will be on the record. This is a kind of a newer one that I like to share with you now that I wrote coming back from Tulsa for my good friend Jimmy. Careful, I thought, as I greeted the morning with a heavy spread, God's breathing for you. This thing could have gone in a thousand directions, still our hearts would have broken in two. I picked up the car I'm headed to Tulsa Could use the drive And the time all alone I'll take the back roads And stop in Okima Say hi to Cheryl Get back on the road
Thank you. All right, so we'll do the title track of the record for you now. Uh, this is a, a song inspired by a, a story a friend told me about his first marriage. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I'll say for now. Anyone else had a first marriage? That's not polite to ask, right? <laughs> oh, really? I'm learning stuff about you every day. Should I buy you a beer now or something? I didn't, you didn't have to, right? You couldn't, no one would have known. Well, one person would have known, if you were lying. Now, now my brain is inventing a story. This is the problem. This is the inconvenience of being a songwriter when you have this idea in your head and you start making up these little movies, right? You know? You're like, oh man, I gotta get this movie down before it leaves. There was a darkness in that house I felt chill my bones saw your mother at the kitchen table just sitting there arms crossed i didn't let i didn't let to make it through the night i didn't let i didn't let to suppress my You want to come sing a little bit? Is that cool? All right. She offered us what she had to eat. Guess she'd been holding on to all of those highlights. 
My friend, Emma D. Thanks for singing with us. She's great. You got to check her out. She's got her own band with Eddie, the Troll Smashers. That was, where, where did she come from? That was incredible. <laughs> yes, Heaven, this, I think. this Hello. amazing angel emerged from the, <laughs> from the sky. She should play guitar. Wow. Man. What? Whoa. And I then she flew off. We don't, we don't know. Hey, okay, bye. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Angels do appear on the show. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's the name of your yeah, group? So Where can we, how can we pitch inter- your group? Yes. Yeah. Do you want it? So Emma and I play in the Troll Smashers. That's our band. Oh. So you got to, yeah, come check that. us out. Yes. I'm in. He sold me. Which? Troll Smashers. <laughs> yeah. Super in. Oh, that was super cute. Oh, thanks. That was really lovely. We've I didn't seen, know we had a surprise guest in the um, audience. We, we have, like, our next, uh, we're going to have the Troll Smashers on next. <laughs> on the, on the, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently that's a good idea. Yes. There we go. That, that was incredible. That was really uh, nice. We are about to step into the designated oh. mom questions oh, portion of the evening. Okay. Uh, it's my favorite segment of the week, other than getting to interview these wonderful musicians, is that my mom calls every week after the show to tell me basically what I did wrong and what I should have asked. And so I started writing them down. And now it's gotten to the point where when I call her on a Tuesday, she knows exactly what I'm asking for. And I'm these waiting are the for her ones. to call me. That's, I, I know. I, we know. We've got we, a sort I, of a I direct line. Watching, she so. is. Yes. Hi, Linda. We love you. Um, my, my mom is also an attorney. It's just scary. Oh, cool. Yeah, scary. I, Please just don't I saw her Facebook post, and I was like, I don't I love her. Yeah, I, remember, I, I love her, too. <laughs> Actually, it was her birthday on the 5th, so shout out to mom. Yeah, it's her yeah. birthday, yes. <laughs> OK, so uh, she kind of themed this one. It's a little bit New Year's resolution-y. So, right? And I was like, ooh, <laughs> pressure. But they're pretty dumb, so it's good. Like, in the right. good way. And I love you. We talked about this for 20 minutes. Okay, so the first one. These are rapid fire, no pressure. You don't have to, like, answer them too in-depth. Really, just the top of the top of the mind. Go for that one. Okay, so what is the reasonable period of time before you break a New Year's resolution? Two days. Solid. <laughs> I'm into that. My That's New Year's good. resolution yeah. for seven years in a row is to learn how to juggle. And about December 28th every year, I go, oops, I forgot to learn. <laughs> Not happening. Yeah. You grab those oranges out of the fridge and dust them out. Oh nope. <laughs> Leave this to the uh-huh. clowns. Um, okay, so what is the funniest or stupidest New Year's resolution you've ever heard of? Could be yours or anybody else's. Oh Ooh. my gosh, I don't know. I mean, juggling is like, what am I going to do with that? that that's, <laughs> that's pretty, that's I'll throw in my own for good. that. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. up there. That's true. That's pretty, that's up there, pretty huh? good. Um, also, I think it's maybe because her birthday is in January and she's being macabre about it. She has this theory that everybody overindulges themselves in the holidays and there's nothing really to look forward to in January. Do you look forward to anything in January? I love January. Well, see, I love New Year's. And I normally see? go out of town for New Year's because I love the whole feeling of starting over when you're somewhere else. You know, Ooh. it feels more like starting over if you're like resetting. But, oh, I love, yeah, I love, I need a new. I like I need that. a new year. See, Linda, there's something <laughs> That's worth good. January. Like um, okay, so did you have the best and worst New Year's Eve experience? Oh, well, the best was probably the first time I went out to Terralingua. And we did, yeah, my, my good friend Bonnie Whitmore plays with uh, Colin Gilmore and Butch Hancock and... Um, and Jimmy Dale Gilmore, and I got to go out to the desert for the first time with a bunch of my friends, and then, you know, on New Year's Day, I'm a big Towns Van Zandt fan, obviously, and so (laughs) they do a big Towns thing down there, and that was one of my favorites. This New Year's Eve was hilarious. It wasn't necessarily that it was the worst, but um, I'm pretty sure that Jane and I came very close to dying on stage at the Austin, or at the uh, the New Year's Eve. It was, like, freezing. It just started to, you know, to snow. Oh, you were outside? No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're outside on this huge stage, but what was funny was that, to me, was that they shot up all this like 
fake fog stuff, you know, like the smoke cannons. And it like got Jane right in the mouth. It was pretty funny. But then I found out later that they were actually supposed to be flames. And Jane was like, how terrifying would it have been if flames were coming towards my face? Okay, so it wasn't whoa. the worst, but it was definitely like, it was a little bit painful and definitely memorable. I get it, you're in pyrotechnics, but you could have done the math. Yeah, you could. All right. That's okay. Um, and the last one is my favorite because like clearly you're obsessed with music. It's your life. You're incredibly talented and gifted in it. What are your completely unrelated music hobbies? Oh my gosh, I love to play skee ball. Oh. Skee ball. I'm a huge skee ball. Anytime I'm on the road, I go to an arcade. You know, it's not a drink, so I go to an arcade instead of hey, a bar. Hey, when you're in Kansas City, I'll let you know the place. There's a really good barcade oh, awesome. there. Awesome. We were yes. talking about her tour. Yeah, because you're on tour right now, technically, right? Right. Is I leave tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's Woo! right. That's so Isn't there a big skee ball tournament coming up in town? Yeah, I used to be on the league, actually. <laughs> I used to be on the ski ball league. We were ski free or die hard. You know? We ski did not free set that up. That's die good. Hard. Ski free or die hard. That's good. That. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> so, Other than tour, you're, yeah, the South By? Yeah, well, yeah. then you leave tomorrow, and then you were, you're now going to be a South By uh, Southwest showcase. Yeah, right, yeah. Out. So actually, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm going out to the 30A Songwriter Festival. If anyone's going out there that's listening, yep. I mean, the yeah. headliners are like all my heroes. I'm, I really am like shocked that I'm on. The, on the list, I'm really excited to be there. Yeah. And then I'm gonna be playing some gigs in Maryland the following week, and then yeah, yeah we'll be back for South by, and then that's hopefully some, we'll get some stuff cooking in April for the record. Now, have you been at Showcase at South by before? I, that's something I could not, I wasn't able to find much information. I've so never, I never, uh, yeah, I never applied before. So congrats. this is the first year that felt like it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. congrats, that's a Thank big you. deal. That's a huge yeah. deal. And I'll be showcasing uh, at Folk Alliance. Also, if any folkies are watching at the Folk Alliance conference. Uh, cool. Yeah, in February, so that'll be that's, that's exciting deal. for me too. Yeah, yeah Thank so you, you have a very exciting 2018 coming up. Looks like album it. And Bring on yes. January, Mom. I'm Woo! into yes, it. Yes, that's Come right. On, better things. That's yeah. exciting. Congratulations. Hey, uh, so before we close the show, though, Jim, I do want I, I offer usually this to artists all the time. Is there anybody you want to give a shout outs to? You know, this is an opportunity to live. Is there anything you want to close on before before I close? I'm sure there are people. I don't even know who's watching out there. Well, Springs always. I love the. I mean, all of my peep, my peeps are here. My yeah, the Anderson right. family and, thank and you Joe. All for Coming, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. and yeah. My, my best friend Amy. It's our, oh, I should shout out to Amy. My friend Amy, it is our seven year friend anniversary today. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's exciting. Amy's been, been on the ride with me for a long time. But if there's anyone I forgot to mention, just send me a text message and I'll call you and get, <laughs> tell you what's been going on in my life. And, well, might get an earful, but <laughs> we're so glad you, you came on the show here. So I mean, much. really wonderful, right? Thank Everybody, you. thank you. Yeah, really. And great. thanks to Eddie. Yay! Thank you, Eddie. Thanks for having us. Yes, and we're gonna schedule the Troll Smashers soon, so yeah, yes, that's gonna be good. Um, and thank you all for coming here tonight. Thank you, Fourth Tap Brewery, for hosting us. Thank you. Thank you. You have the best. Yeah, um, and just a few other shout-outs. Um, New Standard Manufacturing is one of our sponsors, so if you all need shirts or merch, New Standard Manufacturing really is really shirts. good. And we have shirts here for sale, by the way, and we're giving $10 of every shirt sale, or $20, $10 to the Sims Foundation. Oh, amazing, So yeah. you should buy a shirt, because we'll be giving half that to Sims. Um, and so, and then I want to let me thank uh, Benjamin Allen Levy here is our yeah, producer and sound engineer. <laughs> yes, Claudia Petrovka, Woo, my amazing yeah. wife, has been running social the whole night. Yep, and Becky Jo Neal uh, okay. performs at Esther Follies every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, so you can see her at Esther Follies perform. Yeah. yeah, and we're live every Tuesday. Uh, so we have a really unique special guest next week that I actually can't announce because of, for all these you know contractual Ooh, purposes, legalities. but. We have a special one next week, too, that I won't announce, but we're every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Um, and let me give one other shout-out, too. If you guys have never checked out Micro Sessions before, 
um, you really should check this out. It's, yeah. It, it is another amazing startup in town um, that allows you to sort of do speed dating with music. So yes. they, have, they have one coming up here at the end of January, is that right? January Grace, 27th. Right? Is yes. Grace playing that one? Yes. Is Grace Pettis? Grace Pettis. Yeah, ooh, one of my favorite songwriters and singers. Oh, yeah, yeah, one of my best friends, yeah, yeah. So that is going to be another fantastic one to check out. So that's what's beautiful about this whole community here in Austin. Um, with that, I'm going to close. One last shout-out to Fourth Tap for having us here. Thank you very much. You. Thank you all for coming. Thanks for watching Thank online. So yes, Thank back you. next week. See you all. Bye. Okay, head over to ComediansInterviewingMusicians.live where you can get additional bonus material and rewards. And you can find all the full videos on the Music First Hand YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. See you next time.